0: you are. Welcome back to episode number seven of the reconnect the teenager podcast with yours truly Emma G. Uh, of course, in partnership with the Ranters Union, helping to make this, you know, the best podcast possible for any teachers, parents, therapists, youth workers, or just teenagers out there who are looking for potentially unconventional ways to become happier, healthier human Now, today I'm super pumped because this human has dialed in all the way from Greece, which is, by the way, on my bucket list, Uh, Tyler Copenhaver Heath, I hope I'm saying that correctly, um, is somebody who is, you know, he he runs a podcast. Um, He is a serial entrepreneur with an MBA behind his name and the scientific know-how of a biochemistry undergrad with a deep understanding of systems and the way things work. Now, I love this particular, um, you know, this this topic, the the topics that uh, Tyler uses because he runs something called the Bully This... um, podcast, which is all about how bullying has led to young people um, and, and older people becoming the best versions of themselves. And I talk about this all the time, adversity makes superheroes. And so that's pretty much what Tyler talks about in his podcast. But of course, that has branched out into multitudes of other things uh, to, help, to help other people become and, and identify and find their best selves. But enough about that. Let's hear from the man himself. What's up, Tyler? How's it going? Happy seventh episode of this podcast.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for having me on lucky number seven. I'm very glad to be here.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. So tell me, like, you know, you're, first of all, your podcast is based in Arizona. Yes. You are based in Greece. You started your, this entire entrepreneurial journey of this particular um, topic started with a podcast of your own called Believe this how did that even come to being a thing and what happened
1: you know there's so many ways that it kind of finally came together like i can't do anything unless it makes sense in a lot of different ways and you know endeavoring into some of the research and then like seeing a problem that i felt that i needed to help with and a lot of that is and i tell people this all the time if you like look at something, see something, and there's like a different type of pain that like hits you in a different level, which I saw this documentary, Bully, um, on Netflix, excellent documentary, please check okay. it out. Um, and I'm like, I gotta help with this. You know, I don't know how I'm gonna help with this. And around this time, I had just sold my last business. And so I had a little extra time. And so I'm like, well, I'm just gonna go ride the bus with these kids, maybe. And so, like, I literally thought, like, maybe I can just go ride the bus with them and then they won't get picked on, at least for the bus ride. And I'm like, well, I can't ride the bus with everybody in America. And and so, (laughs) no, that attitude. (laughs) (laughs) As much as I'd like. And so, mixed martial arts has been a big part of my life for a lot of years. And um, my training partner, co host Clifford Stark, was in the UFC um amazing human like we've been training partners for a long time good friends for a long time he was actually a bullied kid which you would never bully him now so started talking to him about this you know and so it's like let's let's try to do something about this and you know there was a lot of different attempts at this um first we thought like maybe we just Get in touch with celebrities and that sort of stuff, and we mm-hmm. get them out the kind of cl- like Cliff. Like, let's get them involved with mixed martial arts, and then it's like, well, everybody doesn't love mixed martial arts, so then let's also talk to somebody about music and get them involved with music, and you know, so that kind of like we started reaching out and like maybe we could do these collectives and get cl- kids involved with this group, and that like it one wasn't, wasn't coming together, but we weren't actually far off with what mm. you know what we've learned through the podcast is the most important things, you know, and so. Eventually it's like, well, what if we just build awareness? Cause part of it is seeing the journey, right? And so we, mm-hmm. we take people that are amazing individuals that have done amazing things now in life that were bullied in their younger years. And when you hear their stories, then the hope is kids are like, you know what? That person is like me. And look, they made it out, and look at now the amazing work they're doing. And you're dead right on adversity. It is the key indicator, higher than IQ, for success. If you can overcome adversity, then you can do amazing things. And these kids have a heart for where they came from too, right? That's why it's so important to get them through that gauntlet because they grow up and they deal with that adversity. They have that heart, and then they do amazing things, right? And so the hope is there's collateral collateral impact to all this.
0: I love that. And I I love that you come from, I mean, so I'm a little bit biased. You've totally hit my heart in the feelings because my my fiancé is a Krav Maga instructor and I'm the musician. So the fact that you are sort of incorporating all these very, um, you know, what seemingly tends to be, be thought of as very different approaches to helping people, I think, you know, there's a lot more similarities between us as people, then I think we often give ourselves credit for, and the fact that you know you're able to have these conversations with such a variety of people—you've got models, you've got um, you know fighters, you've got comedians, you've got baseball professionals—you know, like th- there's so many um, the diaspora of, of people that you're you're covering and 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 kind of um, highlighting their superheroism is just such a beautiful thing. I wanna kind of um, take a step back and look at you as Tyler, you know, so w- how did you get to this space? Like, were you somebody who struggled with being bullied as a child?
1: Even, Can
0: I ask that? So,
1: so yeah, no, please do, I, okay. absolutely, uh, you know, I, it's weird so you do something you deem to be for somebody else and then like it actually ends up helping you and learning oh. learn about yourself right Absolutely. And so i would never have announced that i was a bullied person i would never have thought that you know or anything because bullying is perceived as a kid bullying another kid right and i didn't have that issue growing mm-hmm. up now what i did have is i had an issue with teachers and principals and i was i was treated actually looking back reflectively for the type of kids I I was, um, I wasn't treated fairly, and I was told I was stupid, and these are things I believed for a long time. So I was bullied as well. It was just a little bit different um, avenue of being bullied, and people right. are bullied still as adults too. You know, I actually get bullied as an adult. I'm a 220 pound guy, you know, and like I've trained for years, and I love to lift weights. But I go into the weightlifting gym, and people aren't always nice to me. You know, like they. Oh, they, they need more hugs. You know? Okay, okay, yeah, I see that. Yeah, they do. You know, and it's like, <laughs> lucky enough, I'm confident in myself, and, you know, like, I, it doesn't even bug me, you know, and so, mm-hmm. um, but, I mean, the, the, the point is, there's different types of bullying. It's not always clear cut on what it is, right? Even a kid that's getting bullied, maybe sometimes it's their friends, mm-hmm. right? Or the, who they perceive to be their friends and they're kind of beating them down all the time and that can have its effect too so bully isn't isn't as easy a definition as we always think it is
0: for sure for sure i mean i i again I, you're hitting me in the feelings right now because you know i i have had 10 brain surgeries so for me i've always kind of um i've kind of turned that into being able to wave my freak flag proudly uh, but everybody's like, why would you call yourself a freak? And, and they, like on one end and then on the other end, it's like people are then they're telling me blatantly, oh, you're a freak. You're a Frankenstein. I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with this. You know, this this makes my superpowers even, even uh, stronger. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and I'm so. i you
1: had to deal with that. But obviously that gives you a chance to reflect on life and what's important and being your own individual you know so. I, well
0: i appreciate that although i have to say i i find it funny when people say i'm sorry you had to go through that because for me i don't know any different it's like yeah. complaining about having to wipe your ass every day like yeah. okay shit happens quite literally like you know what i mean so it, it's it's about like what what you know how we how we interpret the things that we go through, as opposed to just letting ourselves go through them, you know, growth, as opposed to just going through, you know, I
1: couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I almost feel bad sometimes kind of reflecting on some of this stuff, because it was somewhat confusion, you know, a lot of times, but I've been to the point where a couple different times, I thought it was not going to be in this world any longer, you know, one, Mm -hmm. I thought for a month. And uh, one I thought for, you know, a couple weeks or whatever. And actually, I was just in Asia. It was in Asia where it almost got me 12 years ago. <laughs> and so. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and it, it actually allows you, you know, like to reflect on things. And it, being the difference between reflecting on it when there was like a short amount of time that I thought things were going to end, um, that was a different reflection than having, you know, a month to where I thought things were going to end for me. And, you know, I don't know if the feeling for you, but I... I did a lot of soul searching and it helped me actually find out who I was even more. Um, And I I think like you're saying, that's why I get what you're saying. It's not fair for me to be on that level because it sounds like you've gone through some stuff, but I get to a certain extent what you mean about it can be a blessing too.
0: Yeah, I I don't think it's fair to compare trauma, you know, or, or journeys. I think you know everybody experiences trauma differently, and everybody makes sense of life differently. It's just a matter of making sure that what we're doing is healthy, as opposed to you know. Um, and it's funny that you did that in Asia because I was in Vietnam when I had my first aha moment. So there we go. Ah, I was in
1: Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Thailand, Thailand training Muay Thai. Uh, of course, of
0: course. I yeah, I, I did some uh, some CrossFit workouts and uh, but I've. Was ha- I hadn't yet learned leaned into my my Krav Maga um love yet so that, that's fun yeah so I I don't know if you're a fan of movies um one of my one of the things that you mention in your bio um really reminded me of the film The Butterfly Effect which is one of my favorite films. Um, because you mentioned something that you refer to as collateral impact—a um, ripple effect of financial stability, job creation, and community development—all brought on by the success of small businesses—and I'm assuming, maybe incorrectly, so I hope I hope I'm assuming correctly that this is, you know, the the small businesses that you're referring to are the businesses that that really support the mental, emotional, financial, and social. Um, growth and stability of the of the young people you're working with can you tell me a little bit about that
1: yeah i don't do anything these days that doesn't have a collateral impact to it i mean Any, listen <laughs> <laughs> like unless i can uh, have it, 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 it turn into about 50 different things of positive impact because i always explain it to this this way and we we have to go way back to the um the biological chain that we learn about in elementary school or middle school or whatever. And I murdered this on purpose, but you know, it's like the grasshopper gets eaten by the wolf and the wolf gets eaten by the bear. And you know, like that cycle, right? Yeah. Anything out of that cycle and now the whole food chain is, is disrupted, right?
0: So- Cue the line thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> and, and so I constantly think, well, how can we make that cycle a positive impact of things? Pull things out, put things in, collateral nature of positivity. Mm-hmm. And so yes, I work a lot with um, small business owners. I've spent the last couple of years actually doing a lot of pro bono work um, with small business owners, usually about to lose their business or new to business. Mm -hmm. Um, And and my hypothesis is if I help these people, especially they're the ones that don't have the rich uncle, right? Mm -hmm. And I believe their abilities to be successful I believe that it's a lack of um, confidence around the business subject and so i know this because i went through it myself right i was never going to be an entrepreneur i was kind of forced into it i had to learn the hard way nobody helped me and so i really do a lot to help people with their businesses and my hypothesis is if i help them with their business now they have good hearts for where they came from now they brought their own success on and they have resources to change things right and that's why small business actually is the greatest concept on earth because it brings resources to people to make change in whatever they want. And it can be the business at times or it can just be the resources at times that allows you the ability. Business Mm. people actually change the world if you really look at it.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I 100% agree. You have multiple businesses though. Like, you know, before we we even got onto this, um, onto the, you know, went live today, um, you were telling me that you kind of confuse people by the magnitude of things that you do, um, can you tell me a little bit more beyond bully this podcast? Uh, you know about what does the life of Tyler look like when it comes to helping businesses, helping people, helping specifically young people?
1: Yeah, I mean, so obviously we have podcasts, bully this, which we do, um, and then on top of that, uh, my business partner and I have a small real estate firm. You know that doesn't take up a ton of time, but. Um, We do some work on that. We also have a consulting company where I do a lot, like I said, a lot of pro bono consulting, but I do Mm -hmm. have some big clients that we help. Um, And then on top of that, we're working on a startup that we've been slow burning for the last two years that actually kind of helps solve a lot of the dilemmas around small businesses, bands them together so we can have a greater voice. Um, I do a lot with that um, sort of stuff too, trying to help with regulation around what's important for small business. So we do that. We actually, um, I just, my project in Cambodia is a new podcast docu-series um, called uh, Redefining Heroes, which is basically where ex- we explore the globe and we try to find heroes of the world doing amazing work. Cause my hypothesis there is if kids start to look at these people as heroes, as opposed to some of the celebrities we have to look mm. up to now, the world- Say out of the people in the back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the world becomes an absolute better place. And yeah. so, I I don't know if I'm supposed to let the cat out of the bag totally on the, the human that we went to visit in Cambodia, but it was, I feel like I'm a worldly person, I've traveled a lot, I've explored a lot, I've volunteered a lot, but the man I met in Cambodia truly floors me. I've been watching him for years as a personal hero, and even meeting him and my lofty expectations, the man surpassed them. 100%. <laughs> Like, I just... (laughs) That's amazing. I I could not... Like, we didn't find a hero. We found a saint, you know? It's just, like, unbelievable human being. And I'm tempted to, like, let loose because his story even of what he's given up to do what he's doing now Uh, and the work and the impact is just... It's incredible. And so what? what's lucky for me is all these business endeavors. And we've had several businesses over the years, um, lots of different industries. So I'm comfortable, you know, navigating in just about anything. I've consulted with a lot of different people, worked with huge companies, you know. And so that's allowed me a lot of versatility in what business is. I have a big understanding of it now from working in the system. What I try to bring is that to the philanthropy realm, right? So our Redefining Heroes podcast is... A self-sustaining efficient charity because Mm -hmm. what we do is we go over there we bring awareness and content is the biggest this right here is the biggest currency on the planet what Mm -hmm. we're doing right Mm -hmm. now is the biggest currency on the planet so why can't we use that for more good I don't want to like throw the Kardashians under the bus because it's not my way to really talk bad on people but if we could watch a little bit more guy in Cambodia and a little bit less Kardashian guess what happens the same YouTube channel gets monetized the same social media networks get monetized you know so we with our channel we monetize everything the money goes to the charity also at the same time we're bringing awareness to the charity that we're at and while we're boots on the ground we're helping train them to be more successful in their own content marketing so they can bring more funds in the door as well so (laughs)
0: that's so key. sorry to interrupt for one one second i just i want to i want to pinpoint that that's so key that we need to be mindful about what we're consuming especially you know not just with the with the world of the kardashians and youtube and things like that but uh you know the obviously the you know the instagram reels that we're we're now seem yep. to be obsessed with and TikTok and all that sort of things and you know really being mindful of the, you know what our thoughts what what we're feel, fueling our thoughts with um being able Damn. to like really create and, and I, i'm saying this kind of ironically given that the sign beside me says that our life is what our thoughts make you know make it um the way that we are sort of allowing ourselves to be spoon-fed um some of the shit, quite frankly <laughs> that we're allowing it to be fed is um it, it's mind-blowing it, it, are there like so if we're going to like talk about this this human in cambodia that i'm super excited to hear more about when the time is right how are we facilitating getting that content in front of people so that they we can start reprogramming that narrative
1: you know so Obviously, we, uh, we do the same thing like we do with Bully This where we will have, much like you do, a YouTube channel, you know, and then we mm-hmm. uh, push it out through social media. Luckily, sure. my partner and I have become very in tune with having a lot of businesses on how to use social media as a marketing tool. Our first right. business was a nationally known business and we spent probably in total in the company's 10 years before we sold it, maybe $3,000 on marketing. Everything was done organically through the entire Wow. Business. And this was a business that had, you know, clients like the Rolling Stones and the WWE and Facebook and, you know, you know, all these people. And it was literally all from a bootstrapper, scrappy, using social media, using, and I actually wasn't even good at it back then. This is all new for me <laughs> because I was deathly afraid of it. Um, it's just, I think you should approach your fears and it's worth approaching your fears for good. I, so I would. I didn't do anything with social media. The business had some, you know, and we we used it well, the little bit we did do. And then that actually uh, kind of paralleled our um, marketing continuation. But I guess the point is, is using content as a resource for good is actually, I don't know why it's not done more often. Like I, I you know, it's like one of those things, it's like, why hasn't anybody else done that, you know? And so, um, but yeah. Well, they, they say
0: that, they say that sex sells almost as much as fear does. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's part of it, you know? We've got yeah. the sexy Kardashians and the fear-based everything else.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, it's wild. It's coming off that, too. It's like just being in Cambodia, literally crawling around in, like, trash piles with little kids not wearing shoes. Mm. And then you come back on, and all of a sudden you throw on Netflix, and it's, like, selling Sunset. And it's these, these like, fake people talking about million. It's, like they feel alien to me, especially after being in, you know, like, like I'm worldly anyways. I'm always thinking about this stuff, but then like, if anybody, okay, I got to let you know about Scott, but just <laughs> because like, it, it, it makes my point so well. So okay. Scott is actually a guy, if you don't mind that I derail for just slightly totally. a second. Okay. I like so, derailing. Yes. Yeah. So Scott <laughs> is a guy that, um, dropped out of high school. so it's important for the kids out there to know that he was a and that's why he hits so many levels of things that i'm passionate about like kids you can make some mistakes and still do things in life and this Mm -hmm. guy is a shining example high Mm -hmm. school dropout um becomes a projectionist in a movie house right Mm -hmm. and from that he becomes president of fox studios and he does x-men and he does braveheart and he does titanic And he's hobnobbing with Tom Cruise, and he's hobnobbing with Mel Gibson, and all these people. And so he goes and he takes a trip over to Cambodia because he actually got a job offer in Sony's, to run Sony Studios as president. And he takes six weeks off, he goes to Cambodia. He sees these kids literally living in a trash pile. Their parents Mm. don't put them in school or anything because they can't afford it. And they're like dying in this trash pile because it's so dangerous. They're collecting like cans and stuff for like $3 a day and he's out there and this impacts his whole life you know Mm. he has the multi-million dollar house he has the cars he has the celebrity girlfriend he has all this stuff and so at first he tries to okay well i'm going to keep my job and i'm going to fund this operation and it just wouldn't work very well he wasn't there like things would uh, get done wrong you know he would go there and kids would be running up to him can i please go to school you know and stuff like that and so finally he makes this decision and you really should uh, watch the show when it comes out because there's this pivotal moment that's just incredible. But he makes this decision, he sells everything. Sells everything, quits the job, and goes over there. He's got 1,700 kids now that he knows by name. This is just (laughs) incredible. Like, I wouldn't believe it. Like, I was looking for a, like, somewhere he was, like, disguising that he knew their names or, you know, like, knew their birthdays. He'd walk up to him and he's like, it's your birthday, you know? (laughs) He's like, hand him (laughs) something, you know? And, like, he just, the most I watched him hold a uh, a woman who's dying's hand in this this uh, cement floor room, you know, like it just and she's crying you know, and speaking to him in Cambodia, and I can't understand, but like there was this emotion and this smile that came across her yeah. face because this amazing human is sitting there holding her hand, and it's just like, you know what? that's real. Mm. That is real, and that is like. This man is like unbelievable. I'm in the moment with him. I'm standing next to him and I just can't believe it. You know, like I can't believe that there's a guy like this. He walks the lot every single night looking for other kids that, you know, might be in trouble, you know, how he helps the neighbor. He feeds the parents too. So they won't take him out of school to work, you know, houses them. Anyways, I've stolen enough. No, I love it. Amazing human being. And it's important for kids on every level to hear a story like his.
0: I think... So there are so many things I want to say. Um, One of the first things that comes to mind as you're telling me that story is about how important it is, especially in the age that we're living in at the moment where, you know, it seems as though we have a generation that constantly wants everything immediately and constantly wants success overnight and constantly wants, you know, feels a sense of lacking. And we've always heard of the, you know, keeping up with the Joneses kind of mentality. But, yeah. you know, we, we're now really, um, as, a, as a Western society, I should say, um, we tend to focus heavily on the the feelings of lack. And I think social media has a huge compartment uh, to have, you know, to that whole process. Um, and I think just the mere Ability to hear those stories of people who are stepping out of their comfort zones and out of outside of what we often feel is healthy, normal, um, safe, um, financially safe. I mean, um, or even just just kind of abstract. Um, that by doing that, there's a lot of strength there, and there's a lot of opportunities to be a better human on a, on a spiritual level and on an emotional level. I think it really helps bring things into perspective. You know, when you've got kids who are like, you know, oh, my life is over because I didn't get the new iPhone or <laughs> or whatever it is, you know, um, when I, you know, being able to balance that with, okay, actually, there are some other ways to to look at how I want to live my life. And you kind of touched on it earlier when you talked about um, academic intelligence being such a focal point for young people. Um, I was actually listening to a podcast this morning with Robert Green, the author, um, when he was talking about how they're actually five or seven types of intelligence that we don't often foster in yeah. the academic world specifically or just in, in normal Western culture. Um, and that includes, like, spatial intelligence, um, kinesthetic intelligence for, like, sports stars, etc., musical intelligence, obviously, which is what I'm passionate about, <laughs> you know, linguistic intelligence, logical and mathematical intelligence. There are all these kinds of t- types of intelligence that I think, you know, if we're going to go back to your your podcast, you really do a fantastic job of supporting that and, and really, you know, talking to teenagers to help them recognize that, okay, they may not fit into this specific box that society is trying to tell, you know, fit them into. But realistically speaking, in order to be a happy, healthy, functioning human being, what we need to do is recognize our zone of genius, recognize our freak flag, whatever that looks like, and step into those spaces unapologetically.
1: Oh, I, I could not agree more. I absolutely, and like, luckily I'm reading a Malcolm Gladwell book, who's an ah, author right now. Yes. And, um, <laughs> um, and, and I do a lot of that research so I can help, you know, kids with the ideas and stuff. But they ha- he's talking about this guy who is a um, dyslexic, Um, guy and had a really hard time in high school, really struggled, um, didn't think he was going to be anything more than a carpenter. Wife talks him into going to law school. He had to memorize everything because he couldn't really read. He's one of the best lawyers in the country because his memory is insane and he's good at reading people. So here he's used, and Malcolm Gladwell is great at this, in his Mm -hmm. book, um, uh, David and Goliath. He's great at showing you how what seems to be a disadvantage can be an advantage. And I believe so, my entire life is based on this, right? You know the reason everybody asked me about my first business i started my first business with four thousand dollars and became a multi-million dollar company and the reason i was able to do it is because i was aware of the disadvantage and i said by yeah. the way what can i use as an advantage and the thing i knew that i could do is i could sacrifice more right like a lot of people don't look at the disadvantage or the advantage of the situation i had nothing right and so i had nothing to lose in a way except i would have been homeless so that's a your driver, too, to be I mean, successful. I've been there. It's not that yeah. bad. <laughs> I, I've been there, too. And so, uh, and so you just look at what you do have, right? And I had the ability to work hard because I had always been full time in work, full time college, that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. So the hours weren't anything new, new to me. And I knew I could outwork everybody. And so yeah. you just look at the advantage. And 99%, well, sc- excuse me, to be exactly correct, 64% of the time, the underdog will actually win.
0: Yep. Yep. Which is why MMA can be so much fun to watch, right? Oh, <laughs>
1: we'll talk about section, action. No, I love there that. Is, yep. There is nothing better on the planet for stress, that camaraderie experience with amazing people. I can't say enough good things about the MMA community and the people yeah. I've become close with from it, you know? And honestly, Cliff and I don't talk about fighting as solving the problem on the podcast. People might actually would not know that, you know, like, we don't talk once about fighting, you know, I mean, we talk about fighting in analogies, but we don't say, Hey, you have a bully, solve your problem by fighting. That's not anything to do with the podcast, even though that's the number one piece of advice most people would give. Oh, punch your bully. Mm. Watch that documentary bully. This kid on the bus is getting picked on by a kid like six years older than him. He's not going to punch this guy. It's Mm -hmm. not going to end well, you know, everybody can see that. So that's not always the answer.
0: No. Tyler, you are such, there's so many things that I want to talk to you about. Unfortunately, we have come to the time cap for today, but I love, love, love all of the ways that you show up for yourself, for your community, for teenagers, for entrepreneurs, for small businesses, for people who, I might even talk to you more about, of this podcast, about, you know, the social media stuff and, and all the ways that you're showing up in that way. I just, I love your passion and your ability to to um, streamline and hone that passion towards the good, you know. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, obviously, you are on Instagram at Tyler Uria, which is T-Y-L-E-R-U-R-I-A-H. You're on Twitter with the same handle. You are on LinkedIn, which is Tyler Copenhaver Heath um try saying that 10 times fast yeah. um and of course your you know your tyler at and the believe this podcast is there anything that you would like to you know empower people with as like your your last statement for today on this specific episode of reconnect the teenager
1: you know, there's a lot of delusions in this world and you gotta think of it this way, is it, um people put a lot of money into making you believe that life is a certain way, that stuff is gonna make you happy. So number one, I would say that's the biggest delusion of this world. And number two is if you're an underdog out there right now, don't let the world tell you, don't let anybody else make excuses for you. You can do anything you absolutely want in this life. I truly believe in it and I hope that doesn't sound like a Saturday afternoon special. You can do it. <laughs> You're just going to have to probably work a little bit harder if you don't have all the breaks.
0: I love that. I think you need to get out of my head because I often tell people we live in a world that is constantly telling us how to be, how to show up and and what labels to assign to ourselves. But at the end of the day, you are the writer of your song. Don't let the world write it for you. So Absolutely. I'm so excited. Thank you so much to the iRanch Network for helping helping us with this uh, wonderful on this wonderful tuesday um and i hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week have an amazing day on purpose and remember to i don't know call your mother she needs to hear from you okay thank you for, so much for having me on <laughs> thanks darling.
2: Breaking in my headspace I'm trying to get my feelings straight I've overthought my mistakes I turned one the one So hard to stay sober I'm damaged and I'm love stoned So hard to remain in control Rewriting what I thought I'd know And I'm drinking it in But the lesson ain't over Have time to know those Living proof that love wins It's changed who I used to be But I'm not going down quietly I know I create my destiny When it's bright as life The evergreen knows it I left behind the what if I broke up with the negative I'm flirting with abundance And I'm drinking it in My purpose is magic and Can almost pinpoint where my love began I'm so glad that I know who I am Cause I'm a woman, I'm not a man No matter what hell comes my way I'll be loving every step I take I'm a legend, make no mistake I'm living through the love I'm living through that love Love it.